are now tuned in to The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. All right, man. Episode 10. Golly. Golly. If you know who says golly like that. I don't know who says golly. Shout outs to Biafra. Oh, I, oh <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a while, man. How you feeling about episode 10? Like we've come... I feel like I'm old now. Episodes. Yeah, I feel like I'm old. I feel like, you know, you... It's like people be like, oh, it's your birthday. Like, you getting up in your 30s. Like, oh, you about to be... You old. Like, I feel like I'm old. Mm. Like, 10 episodes is a lot of time. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of just brainstorming and mm. everything. So, I feel like I'm getting old. You feel seasoned? But I want to be fresh. Mm. I want to be new and renewed. Okay. Okay. So, episode 10. I feel good. I feel like we've come a long way mm-hmm. from our humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Our beginnings were not humble. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were not. Okay. So, I'm a boast. We was popping. But it's just great to see that we've come a long way in just 10 episodes. Some people may think that that's a really short time. And we've done a lot. And we're ready to do a lot more, aren't we? Yes, indeed. So as the takeover takes over, we're always brainstorming, always thinking about new things to do. And, you know, we may not have had a physical meetup of sorts. This week. Yeah, no, not this week. But next, well, yeah, the end of this week we will. Um, On Saturday, we're going to be brunching and lunching or lunching and brunching (laughs) at Sweet Chick on Bedford. Yeah, guys. um, Can't really tell you all the deets about that but maybe if y'all come you know we got we could you could sit at the table you have a seat at the table have a seat at the table you know but yes y'all so we've been doing a lot of virtual you know meetups and speaking to some great people who are fans of the takeover and want to be friends of the takeover and helping the takeover and we're so grateful for that so watch out for what the takeover will be doing in the next coming weeks you think if we put that (laughs) that song would be (laughs) anyways so So, jumping right into the episode we have our first black light which is young squats aka at nisa fit on twitter Mm -hmm. um and let me tell y'all how i saw nisa fit I was scrolling down my Twitter, and then I saw this bomb body. Right, it was oh, just like snap. it was like the most perfect body I've ever Let seen. Me see. Wow! Do you wow, see her wow, own wow, like? Wow, wow. And she's advertising her own body in order to advertise her work. So she's an entrepreneur and trainer, and she has an app that makes fitness affordable. So shout outs to everybody who's living in New York City and don't have enough coins to pay the rent and all pay all your bills. And Captain. okay, so um. She says she's helping people lose and gain and feel good, um, all in being healthy as well and just making sure that she accommodates everybody's budget, which is good. She does, um, she, (laughs) (laughs) I cannot, Uh, she caters to budgets, she says, so $13.50, she gives you meal plans every two weeks, detailed workouts, virtual coaching, um, 24-7, so that means she's available, okay? Um, so available and affordable, you can't go wrong. So I thought it would be nice to highlight her because her body is on fleek, the hair is on Much fleek, is. the outfits are on fleek, the bikini them are on fleek, well, the body them are on fleek. So from top to bottom, okay. she been on fleek. Okay, so you know you got a little coin. You want to make sure your body is right and you're healthy. Head her up. 
That's a great one because Lord knows I be spending a lot of money. Is it more or less you, what you spend in the gym? No, hers is a lot more affordable. A lot more? Mm-hmm. A lot more like? A lot more. Ten digits? Good number. I said ten digits. Ten digits. like um, Tens? I'm thinking in tens. So yeah. tens. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have my gym appointment tomorrow morning. So y'all. you going to hit her up or no? I might have to, you know, slide in her DMs. Because I'm just to. saying, like, her body is proved it's a lot. And she has um, photos of other people that she's worked with. So you can tell, like, they've made progress. significant progress. Exactly. All right, y'all. I'm about to follow her right now in three, two, one. Click. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. And my black light is coming from none other than, you know, they were a class act. In the White House, there's still a class act as they're taking these trips all around the world that I would love to take with them. Oh, I heard Barack might... <gasps> Did I just reveal your, your black life? <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, sorry, I was reading your screen. That's what it <laughs> no was. problem. But go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you what's on my mind. Lord. All right. Well, yes, y'all. It is none <laughs> other than Barack and Michelle Obama and Vanity Fair just released recently... Who will be doing their official portrait? And of course, this blackity black couple had to pick blackity black artists. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, one of them that the takeover as scholars kind of already is familiar with. Shout outs to Black Studies Three Hundred. And the other one is actually someone that we don't really know, um, but I would love to see her exhibits if she ever does come to New York. So those two are Kehinde Wiley, um, and Amy Sherald. So. Kehinde Wiley will be doing Barack's, and I think that that's so fitting just because Kehinde's style is what Barack listens to, who Barack is in my mind, like the juxtaposition of like kingly statuesque amidst, you know, coming from Chicago, humble beginnings, like a climb to the top. And so his Baroque style with like the colorful backgrounds and, you know, the royal-esque type situation, I think would look very fitting for Obama and you know he deserves that I feel like all of that ornate is what he is and then with Amy Sherald like just looking at her work it's like it's very humble but it's something that accentuates melanin something that you know is she black yeah she is and she puts and she puts women up against like solid backgrounds in order to accentuate or like her stuff in general or like you like put them against like a bright background and you make their like skin really like, colorful. Yeah, very colorful. And wow, I think that this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna. I feel like it's gonna look great. Oh my gosh, look at that one with the, one. the um the guy in the yellow coat. That oh, Dope. we have to share that one. Dope. We will definitely share this on our social medias. But yes, um, I just think this is gonna be so fitting for Michelle because this one is the one that they talked about as like the one that she looked oh, at and said, "Wow, I want you." Um, it's so interesting too because it doesn't it's like you can tell that the people are black just based on their features mm-hmm. and something about the color the the like really bright colors like brings that out but then it doesn't really have that rich brown pigmentation mm-hmm. so it to me it kind of looks great but then it kind of still looks like a black person yes and it and it kind of like pops out of the image because of the colors in the background. Mm-hmm. So that, I could just imagine. What I'm that excited like. because you know Miss Michelle Obama can dress. So I'm just excited to see Which how, outfit they put on her. <laughs> which outfit they put on her, what she finna wear, how Emmy Sherald brings that all to life. Um, 
you know, these museums, it's going to be in the Smithsonian, these two mm. paintings. Oh, uh, huh. Yeah, that's where they put the presidential paintings. Oh, I was thinking it was going to be in, like, the White House. I don't know nah. why I thought that. Wow. Okay, well, so, clearly I do not know things. <laughs> you learn new things every day. But, yeah, so these ones will definitely be in the Smithsonian, and it's just going to look so great to see all this whiteness. And then blackness. And color. And color. Like pops of like, color. Because that's really what... They really finna outdo themselves. They finna be like, true. okay, so all of these basic, regular, regular, schmegular. And then here I am, extraordinary and alive. And shoot, if everybody else's is like a 11 by 17, 25 by 34, whatever dimensions, I'm gonna need y'all to make theirs double the dimensions because they deserve the space. Top to bottom. Like, the whole I wall. am so excited for this, y'all. But yeah, that's my black light, some black art, some black painting. I'm very excited to see how those come out. They yes. should be coming out at the beginning of next year, I believe. Okay. Well, oh, wow. Well, that's like in a few months. Mm -hmm. Less than. Wow. But yeah, um, <laughs> I interrupted you and I spoiled your black light because okay. um, I was thinking about Barack Obama. You said he's a class act. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, he is really a class act. And he got called to jury duty not too long ago in Chicago. <laughs> so he really finna be out here right. um, on somebody's case. So. In the streets. In the streets. Uh. <laughs> for his peoples. Yes, y'all. Speaking of in the streets for the peoples, what's the new music that's Oh, my the God. The little Kristen. students are in the streets. <laughs> they are really... Like, you could... Yo. <laughs> little kids, you could tell that they are swallowing up trap music. Mm. Like, it is mm. what they breathe. They mm. live. They eat. They drink. Mm. They sleep. Like, mm. trap music. They are, they are <laughs> trap music. And the crazy thing is, it makes me feel like, based on this song that I'm about to play... Um, since they don't got no copyright, you know, we probably get away with adding it to the podcast, but it just makes me feel like trap is more than the lyrics, which is always good because I feel like that's where trap gets like a bad connotation from like older hip hop heads, from parents, from just people who outgrow the stage of like thinking things are popular, like being an in crowd type stuff when they're younger. And they make it seem like it's not about, well, the kids make it seem more about, um, the pace and the bars and just like the finesse like if you see how these little the kids swag, are the swag bro, <laughs> you see these kids they really in school first of all it's a music video <laughs> and it looks like they're having mad fun and then the girl oh my god it's the two girls and that are like the main rappers in here and they are phenomenal so it's just impeccable and it made me feel like trap music is great like somebody said actually on the route I'm going to actually say who wrote it. So, oh, my God. Guess what? You would never believe who wrote this. Who? Angela Helm. Ayana's mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, one, shout-outs to her because she's a bomb black woman. Um, And two... I remember Professor Com Sanders. So since you shouted out Black Studies 300, you know everything comes full circle, right? Full circle. So Com Sander, who was a professor at Amherst College, she taught our research seminar in Black Studies, and she basically was like telling me about all that Miss um, Angela Helm has done in this space and like the creative space and the creative and intellectual space for Black people, um, and kind of like likened what we want to do to her so it's hilarious and quite she fitting that, write that it's that yeah that and she wrote it yeah for, for those of y'all that don't know some of her background so angela helm has been the editor over at essence now she's on the route as like a regular contributor wow Beautiful. um 
and she talks about everything black, which is what we love. So this is from Through the Grapevine, which is one of the different sectors of the root. And she wrote, this is this is probably the essence of what, how mm, you feel. The essence, okay. That combination of verbal dexterity and smoothness is something mm. that just cannot be taught. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I know, I know good and well that they did not learn this from, like, their teachers. They wasn't sitting in the class and be like, okay, it's poetry time. We run up and I write this trap music. Give like me another bars, set, like, sixteen like like no. no record that over again. I didn't like that. No, I didn't like it's that like, like when I say they live, breathe, eat this type of stuff. It feels like it's just so organic and natural to them that they they just like exude. Okay, mm, mm. they exude this stuff. It's like play it, just play it. Right, I just can't listen up. My body's war, make me stand tall. When I'm in class, I'ma get my all. Show I make classmates how I really ball. Milwaukee excellence is my spot. I need to be taught right. I'm so focused to go and do something with my life. You ever been so focused inside of a classroom? When kids are bad, are you focused on what is right? Being focused did something to my spirit. Ask teacher to teach me. If it's knowledge, let me hear it. Look at me now, like a league, I'm engineering. Education is contagious. If you want some, just come in me. Respect. It is something that I do so well. All I do is treat others how I treat myself. I'm focused. I'm telling you that I will not fail to get to college. I need not. The, fun, the phenomenal, phenomenal, like, just the phenomenal positivity that's coming out of these 11-year-olds, all right? They are everything. Your old words, wordsmiths rapping over T. Grizzly's first day out. T. Grizzly, I'm gonna need you to put them on your neck. Your <laughs> no, next for real, song, somebody like... pay them. Do you see like okay? Also, um, shout outs to whoever did the editing for this video because this is official. Like, like I can the... see this on 106 in Park back in the day, like <laughs> coming out of school just Facts. to listen to this type. Like they got the friggin' um, what's the thing that goes up in the airport? <laughs> the drone. They got the, the drone, drone video. Up, yeah. Drone coming down. Like it's late. Slowing down, speeding up. I'm so proud. And then look, to be continued. So they ain't done Oh, yet. they not done yet. They finna bless us again. Okay. I can't wait Hashtag to Hashtag Sim Strong. Yes, y'all. All right, y'all. That's a great new music. Mine. Yes. Is from. And this is going to be really weird because it's, it's different for me. Because mm -hmm. usually I'm very Northeast, like very hardcore, like New York born and raised hip hop. Or like I'm going to take you down to the Caribbean or over to, you know, West Africa you know, the beast. <laughs> I'll take you over to um, West Africa. I might, you know, dibble dabble over there in, you know, Cali. But I've never really, I don't think I've ever talking about a Southern rapper. And so, y'all. But, oh yeah, I guess not on our new music. But we, right. I feel like you do listen to a lot of Southern rap. Yeah. Not Southern conscious. Not Southern conscious. But, yeah. yeah. But here is none other than... Big Crit, y'all. So Big Crit is from Meriden, Mississippi, and he's just conscious from top to bottom. Like, I don't know, y'all need to go back to last, I believe it's last year or earlier this year's BET Hip Hop Awards. He had a spotlight in it. He was dope. I think it was last year's. Um, and I highlighted that actually when I was doing my thesis research because mm. I just thought it was so dope. It was on my blog for my thesis. And then... I really got reintroduced to him when we were originally in Cuba by Dr. Johnson. Doctor. Dr. Johnson, shout outs to you. Um, I'll be sending him some of our episodes to listen to because he wants to listen to them so badly. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, and like just just hearing the voice of Big Crit, like his voice is amazing. The samples that he picks are stellar. Like it is so down to his core of like being a Southern man from, you know, the gospel infused to the, you know, the old time samples that you don't hear anybody else using. Um, the song that I chose is Keep the Devil Off. Mm, yes. Now, mm. If that is not mm. what the world needs right now, although we're not there yet, but what <laughs> the takeover needs right now is just we just need all the negativity to just shoot fly, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. And this song speaks to it from top to bottom. On Genius, it says the production is saturated in his southern roots, containing a gospel infused and fast paced temple, while his mm-hmm. lyrics display his perseverance to keep pressing forward in life ignoring the temptations of his enemies. He even went on to NPR most recently and like did a track-by-track explanation of the entire thing. Wow. And listen, y'all, this is not just one album. It's a duo album. He put out two tapes worth of content okay? you know our friend Raheem has been trying to tell us to like listen to him forever and That's I fact. And you still know he, he, was, he know he liked the post already oh, for real <laughs> I still have not like spent time like actually listening so now during my Sunday at the library mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually spend some time and like listen to everything because if for an artist to even actually go in such depth and be like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna describe and I'm gonna analyze and I'm gonna just like talk about every track track by track like, people don't do that because I already put out my art. So it's, like, it's you need to go do that. Yeah, interpret as you may. Like, figure it out. Right. <laughs> so that's amazing. So if he's going to put that much time into making sure people understand, I want to put that much time into understanding as well. Definitely. So I'll just leave you guys with some of the lyrics. I think they're a bomb. And the entire thing is good. There's a track with Joe Scott. You have to listen to it, Kristen. This album cover looking pretty fine. It's amazing. He okay. good on this album cover. <laughs> well then, um... <laughs> You ain't never lie, but <laughs> here he says, I thought that this part was so good. He says, country boy did this big from the bottom of the map to the top of the mountain, pimping I'm on the move. I'm in the groove. On the late night, I make the move. If the play right, mm. you ain't seen it like I seen it. My vision nowadays about as bright as the daylight. Supernova, I made a strong foundation out of all these boulders I carry. Supernova, I made a strong foundation out of all these boulders I carry. The weight mm. on your shoulders. I ran them snakes in my yard, and you were tucking your tail, acting all scared. So while he was being taken in te- like taking the courage to do things, other people were, you know, pulling themselves back and away. We ain't cut from that cloth. Well, I paid in gold what I bought. Well, I ran circles round y'all and never, ever got caught. So, you know, he's had to do some things that he hasn't been proud of, mm. but, like, to get to the top and, like, getting away from his enemies and being able to, you know, do what he wants to do, then... That's what he had to do, and he's. I think he's still very successful because he's kept so true to being that southern conscious man and allowing that to influence all of his work. Um, he said about this song. He said, "I'm from Mississippi. I'm from the Bible Belt. My grandmother was very much into church and gospel music, so I was raised around that. Mm-hmm. It's a part of me. It's not about trying to be overly preachy, but finding a way to keep something that sounds jamming and still has that medicine, like mm-hmm. music as medicine. That reco- like the how about say reconciliation? But like that's what that's what gospel does, and that's mm-hmm. what like going to church does, and mm-hmm. and I think it's like the the rejuvenation that you get after mm-hmm. like hearing those type of melodic or rhythmic type of tunes from gospel or like even praise and worship like just mm. thinking about what that does to you you go in and you may be like heartbroken just torn apart and then you come out and you're like oh i can breathe again facts 
So yep. yeah, I get what he's saying. I think it's great that he said that there are no curse words in this song. In this song. <laughs> and there's nothing extremely aggressive about it. It's just warning you to keep the negativity away. Keep the devil off. So mm-hmm. Devil is lowcase, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like keep the and off. Art. Right. Because I cap- feel like even that letters. is just showing you like Power. it's not as big. You know? Yes. Like the devil ain't nothing to you. So guess what? The Takeover just had to bring you two positive songs, two amazing songs yes. to listen to, to keep you going through what might feel like a long week for some. It for sure is going to feel like a long week for me. <sighs> I, I just thought that this week would be different from last week, like be a little bit more calm, but my Monday was crazy. Mm. What? Mm. Anyways. Well, What's y'all. Next? Up next is Black Girl oh. Lit, <laughs> and the lit is for... Literature. Okay. Literature. What have you got to share with us, my dear Kristen? So I figured I'd give y'all a book. One, because I promised. Um, and two, because I've, I feel like I've been doing like other pieces of writing from random places. Um, so back to where, where we all started, and <laughs> that is... Um, just like actual books. Like I love to write in my books. I love to sit there, like make connections between like different pages. I can imagine myself actually writing papers just by reading. Hashtag black girl nerd. Like I really am like (laughs) going in, but, and to the point where I, I I was like going through Giovanni's room where the the passage will come from today. (laughs) I always feel like I'm like in church, but anyways, and I, I was, like, debating between four different um, pages God. and four different, like, passages on the train. It took me forever to come to the one. But um, it's coming from page 37 of Giovanni's Room, um, and it's written by James Baldwin. Uh, I actually got this book for my birthday. Poplin, for my birthday. Yeah, Poplin, who was on our on our show, on our last podcast, episode. last episode, yes. Um, he had bought it, and his girlfriend had told him, like, this is definitely the book that you want to buy. So when I was talking to her about it, because, you know, James Baldwin, pro-black, just, just like, a creative and so poetic, so literary, so... One of the fathers so, of black studies. I would say he's an uncle. I, w- an I would uncle? give him uncle. Uh, yeah, I can't give him father. But I can give him uncle. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely like has contributed so much, and I was talking to um, to Whitney, and she was like, "Yeah, this book is like all these people are white." And I was like, <laughs> I was like "What?" Because I was just waiting. I was like, "Okay, so Giovanni got to be black." Because in the beginning of the book, he makes it known that like the protagonist is white, and I'm just like, "Black author, white protagonist." Not surprising because I'm sure black people have written by white people all the time, and like mm-hmm. we we that's what exactly what exactly. It's exactly what we consume all the time. But I literally was like, so Giovanni ain't black either? Like, <laughs> and literally, I was sitting there as Kristen was being told this information. And it was low-key like, you know, when you get a balloon and it's like all pretty and shiny. <laughs> and then like somebody just come and bust your balloon. And Kristen was like, dang, I did real? not know. <laughs> but anyways, um, so this quote specifically is about the power of doing things. Just starting and fulfilling and being and happening. And most importantly, not waiting. And specifically not waiting just because you're waiting on something to be sure, to be mm. certain. And I have a problem with this all the time. It's actually like I am, um, and I did this strengths finder test. It's called strengths finder. Um, you go find whatever your your strengths on strengthsfinder.com. And one of my things is like I'm a I'm a finisher, but I'm not a starter. It takes mm. me forever to start things, and I wait a lot. And I think this passage just like 
you know, it's always about this reinforcement. This is what I love about books is like things come back around and you start to like get these messages over and over again. Um, so a little on the book, Giovanni, um, Giovanni's room. It's about, it, it starts off with this white protagonist and, um, he, is, he has a wife, he's in France. He is not like, I don't think he lives with the wife, but he's, he communicates with her regularly. Like he writes to her. It's staged not in millennial era where people are like Snapchatting each other every 30 seconds. So yes, they write letters back and forth. <laughs> and, um, he, he talks about like patronage and stuff like that. And he realizes that like younger in his like teenage years that he really likes guys and he felt like, okay, it's, it's not acceptable. It's not socially acceptable. And so he has to like shut it off. Like mm. he cannot like, like it's like as if that's something you could shut off. Right? right. And so he's like, I have to shut it off. And so, you know, the rest of his life, he goes out and uh, tra- chases women, blah, blah, blah. But then he gets to this point where he's in this bar and this guy Giovanni is looking like everything wow. and they just click. And it's something that's unavoidable and people are watching. And no matter, and despite the fact that people are watching, he's still so in tuned with him and people can tell. Anyways, it just, I could just like picture it. Like this is what I love about books. It's like, I could have the movie in my mind. But anyways, so, um, so he's talking to Giovanni and he says, um, he says he's, yeah. So he's talking to Giovanni and Giovanni says, ah, don't you know when you have made a friend? Um, and then he said, this, he, he, this is what he's thinking to himself. I knew I must look foolish and that my question was foolish. So soon? Question mark? Like, am I really making a friend this soon? Like, mm-hmm. and he knew that it was more than a friend. Mm-hmm. And he knew that was happening quick, quick, quick. Mm. So, um, so he says, quick, 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 quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and he says, why no? He said reasonably and looked at his watch. We can wait another hour if you like. We can become friends then, or we can wait until closing time. We can become friends then, or we can wait until tomorrow. Only that means that you must come in here tomorrow, and perhaps you have something else to do. He put his watch away and leaned both elbows on the bar. Tell me, he said. You see that? You see how it's real suave. Mm-hmm. He done put both elbows on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, he leaned in. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> uh, what is this thing about time? And this is the part that is mm-hmm. like, what is this thing about time? Why is it better to be late? than early Mm. people are always saying we must wait we must wait what are they waiting for and in relation to the novel where it's about like understanding one's sexuality and you know where the waiting is like waiting to understand yourself or like waiting to figure out if you're sure that you know that you like men if you're a guy or you like women if you're a girl or whatever the case may be is like beyond that it just it's also so powerful because like we wait on everything to be sure and like you can literally never be sure about anything until you actually do it Mm. and there's this like one more quote a little bit farther further down it says and when you have waited has it made you sure and to me i'm just like you can you can literally never be sure of anything and to me i i'm like Kristen, just do it hashtag nike i just do it like you know i'm saying just do it so just start, just like start the project or start this assignment or start saving money. <laughs> um, Cause waiting, you'll never be sure. Like, Oh, also on some real, like start saving money, like invest in S and invest in S and P 500, a CEO, uh, um, the CFO of one of this, these 
companies that I'm really in, like I've been really engaged with. Um, he has told me about um, like if I saved the money in the time that he started telling me about this to now, I would have I would have um actually acquired so much um interest in, mm-hmm. and so. It's like it's like you're never gonna be sure. Like I'm like, oh, let me pay this off and let me do this. It's like no, like do it now. So, just like the idea of waiting and me being like, what you call it? Uh, what is it when you take too long to start something? You um, procrastinate. Procrastinate. I am a procrastinator. Yeah, same here. Just because I'm scared of things being like wrong. But it's like, mm-hmm. how is it gonna be wrong if you ain't started? Which also leads to like the perfectionism, like. No exactly. one is perfect. And these two people don't sound perfect in the yes, slides in this book. Exactly. But like, they could be for each other. So uh, why? Oh, yes. Uh, why boom. Wait? Okay, full circle. Okay. You better analyze. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's exactly how that's exactly what it is. And like I try to jump out of the book just so people that have not read it or people that are like, okay, like what is, you what is it? What is you talking about? Just so like I could relate to something else, but that's exactly it. Like relationships, like you know, like, what are you waiting, waiting for? for? If you like the person, like the person. Actually, Dr. McFadden told me this. I was like, I'm scared to fall in love. <laughs> and he was like, um, the same emotion you use to fall in love is the same emotion that's going to get your heart broken. Like, it's, it, in order to fully feel love, you have to f- fully accept the fact that you could be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. So why wait to make sure that the person is the right, right person? Because then... You're missing out on the opportunity to, to feel that type of emotion. Like, yeah. you know what he says? He's like, when you get heartbroken, you'll get over it. <laughs> like boom okay next on to the, the next, next. <laughs> and fact. so like doing uh, not waiting allowed me to like feel those special feelings and not waiting is what i need to do with my work and stuff like that so i could progress but anyways and we didn't wait on the takeover okay that's one thing we made sure not to do even though we did not know how we were gonna start exactly we didn't know where the funds was coming from we didn't know the ins and out anybody nothing. in the city that could really like hold us down but you figure it out as you go that's and that's the most beautiful part about it is like understanding, trusting, believing in the process and not waiting because you will never be sure. Never be sure. I think that's another thing that I like I try and talk to my students about. Like join a club. Like mm-hmm. make a friend. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Go to this. Like be as outgoing as you can while you still can. Yeah. Because when yes, you cannot, uh, you cannot. I've like, seen it in my own two eyes. Because then you'll be Literally. dead at six feet under and then what? Yeah. Or like you never know where you, where your body is going to take you. Like, I know mm. people, there's, I don't know if it's, I think it's MS. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And you lose your. Oh, multiple your, sclerosis. Yes. You, you lose. And not to say, like, not many black people actually get this. But um, it's like a, a lot of white people actually get it. But mm. regardless, you never know what it is. But mm. specifically with MS, it's like, you can't. Well, you have sickle no, cell works the same yes, way. Yes. You and can't control your limbs. Community. You can't control, like, movement. People have to start taking care of you. And. I've heard people say with their own mouths, like, you know, I, I wish that I could still do this. I wish that I could have traveled. I Once wish that I could. Exactly. I wish that I could just, like, still go out to a bar and just, like, chill for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, why wish wait? just be. I wish I could just be. That's that being, that fulfilling, mm-hmm. that starting, that doing, that happening. Okay. So, anyways, get on it. That's Don't beautiful. wait. I'm going to be real quick with my little two cents in the black girl lit because, you know, I'm trying to get on, you know, I'm trying to get back into it. I made a conscious decision to myself at the end of last year, which last academic year, which was a trying one that, like, mm-hmm. I was so engulfed in books. Like, y'all don't understand. I had 
suit, a suitcase worth of books that I had to take back to the <laughs> the library. I remember. Yeah. She literally <laughs> packed the. It was like a carry on, like you know the carry on where they you put it in the top shelf or wherever you want. You on the bus, you on the train, you on the plane, whatever. This girl had a whole suitcase <laughs> that she was lugging across campus to bring back her books. Right, and you know I told myself I was like, you need to breathe because, you know. There is sometimes too good of a, uh, sometimes too good of a thing is a bad thing and like of course books are great like everything is great but sometimes you just need to balance mm-hmm. and so I knew I needed just a, a small withdrawal just to get me back into like the idea of like how would I love content how would I be able to approach content in a way that doesn't make it feel like it's an assignment like it's a thesis mm. like it's something that I have to start yeah. and finish yeah. you know yeah. Um, and so I also wanted to. I'm I'm back, you know. I'm back from it. The culture oh. child is back. Back and ready better. to ready to read. Back and better. And so the book that I'm reading right now, which you know I'll probably find something to share next week from it, is called Beats, Rhymes, and Classroom Life, and it's from none other than Dr. Mark Lamont Hill, which okay. we got to see right yes, before we graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this one is specifically this is first book that he ever wrote. Um, it was published in 2009, and it talks about hip hop pedagogy and the politics of identity, which I think is so fitting for us to talk about on the takeover eventually because we are hip hop heads, we are music heads, we are people that listen or part of, or you know listen to the culture. Our podcast is informed by and would like to inform the culture as well. And what's great is like basically the premise of this anthropological work. There mm. we go. Is um. Mark Lamont Hill took some time and went to a school and taught an experimental course on hip hop to hmm. students. And what used, was experimental about it? It was the fact that like it was an elective and students were used usually used to like either just going outside or like doing dance. Uh-huh. And they were like, No, let's keep them inside. Oh, okay. But let's teach them something like that they actually love. Yeah. You know? And so using hip hop as a way to teach students not only about the world around them but to for them to feel empowered about the world that they already live in right um by highlighting things in within the lyrics by highlighting the beats the rhymes you know the things that these amazing you know 11 year olds was just doing that we fawned over he did it in a classroom setting mm-hmm. and just seeing I mean, I mean i guess when i get through it because he uses a lot of different songs from like i'm sorry miss jackson <laughs> to um to tupac shakur's mama yeah, um, and just yeah, dear mama, and just to just talk to them about the things that they've experienced in their lives. Yeah, uh, and I think it's so great. Um, a lot of scholars have blessed him in this book. Everybody from Gloria Ladson Billings, who I want to learn more about, but she does urban education, and the Michael Eric Dyson is his mentor, huh. who gave him a nice little quote on the back of the book. So oh, nice. you know, once that's co-signed, you know. It's a piece of work that you can't put down. So I'm excited to share this with you all in the coming weeks. Okay. All right, y'all. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back soon. y'all we're back with the takeover mm-hmm. and up next is what i got it from my mama i got it from my mama i got it i got it i got it from my mama so 
Kristen and I, you know, as I said, you know, we didn't have a, a physical takeover, but we sort of had like a lot of different like virtual takeovers. There was a there was a, a meme, I think I sent it to you, and I was like, was it a meme? Or it was something that I said to Kristen, and I was like, when you and your friends got like multiple chats all over the place for like different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like, I, I, it was something about like the past too. It was like yeah. people did, couldn't even have that. And like now us millennials, we got like seven different conversations going on at one time. Yeah. So um, this was one of the many chats that we had this past week. And it was the idea of stress. So I know when Mama Chili or Mama Lola listen to this, they're going to be like, the way I talk about, I give you stress. But it's not that. It's the idea of, like, what you do with stress. Um, whether it be the taking it on, the not letting it go. Um, you know, stress can be a lot, you know. We are young as hell. And we have a lot of things going for us. We have a lot of things going with this podcast. A lot of things going for us in, you know, the jobs that we've taken post-school. A lot of things in, like, the future endeavors you want to do as individuals as well as a collective unit. Mm -hmm. But juggling all of that with the let me delve into a relationship or let me delve into a new endeavor, let me find new friends, let me see new places can become a lot. And the idea of loving yourself first and not using your stress to be the fuel for your success, I'm not a rapper though, um, Word though for is real, real you yeah. know? And I feel like, um, you know, I've been sitting now, I've been back home for the longest that I've ever been home for the past four years. And it's so real just to see, like, how my mom has been able to deal with the stresses as a public school teacher who gives her all to her students and gives her all to her faith community and gives her all to her family and her extended family and everybody that comes in and out of her life, she's giving her all. She takes on stress. And... Sometimes, of course, we need people to be that listening ear. But when you're always that person that's the listening ear, it can quite take a toll on you. Mm -hmm. And literally, my job requires me to do that now, to be the listening ear for 65 students at 12 different schools. And just hearing the different stories, hearing the different, you know, life stories, what they're, what's going on, the ups, the downs, everything in between. Um, it just makes me feel like, you know, what is healthy, you know? How, how how do we prioritize mental and emotional health as women, as women of color? And just, like, how are we able to truly, you know, love ourselves amidst loving others? Um, yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like for me it's just that I've seen not only my mom, because like we said this, I got it from my mom's segment, it's not only about our mothers, but, mm -hmm. like, people who have mothered us in general. And I've seen people, like take on so much beyond like their immediate concerns mm -hmm. and so i've seen my very own mother just like take on so much and the stress is so overwhelming that it's like she cannot let it go and it's like i'm telling her let it go like and it's not easy either like me yeah. saying let it go is crazy done. like yeah. oh but you know but because i want her to let it go so much because all those people that are causing you stress all those things that are causing you stress it will, it, when you die and gone, it will still be there. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like, those things will still be there and, and it will torture somebody else. You understand? So, mm -hmm. like, making sure you prioritize yourself. That was what I actually had told my mother this week. It's like, make sure you prioritize yourself because at the end of the day, nobody is tasked with doing that but Jesus. Like, nobody's going to prioritize you except wow. Jesus. And it's like, yes, your kids love you, but 
are they prioritizing you in the same way that you you would prioritize yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, your your significant other would love you, but is is that person going to prioritize you the way that you could prioritize yourself? Mm-hmm. Not the way that you are prioritizing yourself, but the way that you could be. Because like they can't holistically do that. You know your ins and outs. They don't. Right. They know a lot about you, but they don't know exactly what what can do to you. make sure that you are doing being the best person for you and you mm-hmm. are doing the best things for you. Like not, oh, I'm being the best person for my kids because you know I got to make sure my kids. No, be the best for you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like they're going to see that you put yourself first. They're going to see that you are healthy and you prioritize those type of things to make sure that you're living right. And, and that will be the best for, for your them. Other people. Exactly. Like, you, have to get, you have to bring your full self. Yeah. In order to, the glass half empty, glass half full, my cup mm-hmm. runneth over. over. Yeah. Okay. So, Kristen but black tells, people are not taught yeah, that. Exactly. And yeah. so, just knowing that, you know, taking the little steps with my mom in order for her to understand just like, Treat yourself better. Give mm-hmm. yourself some grace. Eat better. Live better. Give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Because it will go such a long way in preserving what you have in order to give others. When you take so so much time to consume yourself with others, it eats away at you. Um, and so, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard because some of the things that you learn from these mother figures because everyone probably goes through these things. And they've learned it from their mothers mm-hmm. and their mothers, but pe- the people that have mothered them. It's like, the it's cycle. hard to let it go. It's hard to unlearn, but it's something that, like, it's okay to tell people that are older than you and pe- people that have mothered you to, like, teach them new things as well because you're never too old to to learn. Yeah, that's a fact. Y'all, listen, we don't really got no only in NYC but that's okay because we got a lot of we things. got a lot of things coming up at you. Okay, we might y'all? have to skip a few because up next is the gathering. Thanksgiving is coming up, y'all, and we want to have a big table. You know, we we want to hopefully the Thanksgiving week, the Thanksgiving episode, we don't have to do a gathering because maybe people will just act right. Because the fact that people are just doubly, triply, quadruply not acting right. In the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, it's unacceptable. November 1st is in a couple of days. I'm going to need everybody to get it together. The holiday season is coming around. I'm going to need y'all to new year, new me. For real. From right now. It's like, 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 reset mm, now. Like, reset mm. now. <laughs> um, So, our gathering today is specifically in relation to, relation to just like the lack of resources, mm. yet again, in communities of color. And this article was written by the Blavity team, and it's titled, In Chicagoland, Black and Low-Income Residents Pay More for Water, yes, I said water, than White and Affluent Residents. Now, we've talked about it, I believe it was like, what, episode four, episode three, something like that, when we talked about um, Native Americans living on reservations, Navajo reservations specifically, not having any like plumbing, not having any electricity, not having any just like regular running water, like potable water. That was back in episode two. 
too. It was it was like, far. You understand? And like and we still these things are still a problem. Like Flint still don't have clean water. Flint does not have clean water. You understand? <laughs> Native <laughs> Americans are out here without plumbing and electricity. No clean water. No potable water. And we're talking about Chicago, one of the biggest cities in the United States. And you're talking about black and low-income residents have to pay more for water. And just to let you know, like, if you have to pay more for water, that means if you do not have the money to pay for it, then you do not have it. You're basically paying more for your life. Like, you were given your life by one person, and he brought that down to you between the love of two. Um... That's really the only person that you should be paying stuff to, to be honest. You give that person your life. The fact that you have to be paying for the thing that keeps you alive, your body is created of comprised of 70% water. The fact that you have to be paying obscene mount, amounts for something that you literally need to survive is highly unacceptable. It literally, and it's also systematic um, racism. That's really what mm-hmm. it is because we're talking about old pipes in the city and higher water rates in the city. But black people were pushed where? To the city. To because the city. we weren't allowed home ownership loans. Like, people literally, black people were barred from accessing home ownership loans while white people were fleeing to the suburbs. You understand? So they were getting their nice little homes and they were getting their nice little um, backyards and their dogs and, and their cars. And black people were limited to living in the city. Right. And not only living in, like, the city, but, like, living in slums. slums. Okay? And so if you're going to tell me, like, Back to generational wealth and generational, like, that legacy, which Christine always mentions, is, like, you're, they're limited to 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 growth, really. Like, you don't have water, you don't have growth. You don't have access to home ownership loans, you don't have growth. You don't have access to to um, decent health care, you don't have growth. You don't have access to anything. It's, like, so we're stagnating groups of black people to the point where, like, Older black people too, like damn, like they I don't get water life, either. Like I done, like, I done gave my life to the U.S. of A. and they can't give me I water. Can't get no water. water. I can't get no H two of O. Like water, water. Um, and even speaking about the legacy, like I was asking Kristen, I was like, wouldn't it be great to like really be able to do and somebody do a thesis on this, like somebody do some anthropological, sociological study study on who built the waterworks projects in these major cities or more yet. Who's replenishing them? Like, who's replenishing who's, them? Yeah. Who's constantly fixing them? Who's your plumber? Who, what they look like? Do you have one? Are you your own plumber? <laughs> like, literally in the article, I felt so sad because, like, once again, I like I can envision things and, like, I can empathize. And, and the man was just, like, eating his breakfast and the freaking water turned off. Like, so he just, like, threw his food out. He's because like, I cannot eat. I just threw your food out. You like, know? Just can't eat. I, I just can't anymore. I just do not have. The I don't appetite. have the water to wash my dishes. So then, why should I eat? So like, <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Um, or better yet, like, it makes me think of because Chicago is you know a place that has tons of prison and correctional facilities that harbor and keep up our black and brown people indefinitely. Um, what would the water supply look like there? Considering that, like, you already treat them like animals, so do they not get water? That'd be too? so scary to see. I think that's probably a, that's another beast to even tackle. I could just like, imagine. What is those your are, water system in the place that yeah. you treat people less than? That's the vermin. quote unquote. That's like the the what? I forgot the person who coined this term, but that's a disposable population. That's what we've yeah. as the United States of America have created as a disposable population. So. These people are not only, like, they're not in the suburbs, 
and they're not in cities. They're literally outcast, outcasted to like places like Rikers Island is in New York City, but Rikers Island is on its island is on an island and it's far away. And like imagine in Chicago where uh, we're talking about huge food deserts in those in, in in some of these urban areas. So if there are food deserts in the places that just like regular you know non um incarcerated people live just imagine how the, the people in prison people are living in the, you know um yeah i just i just can't imagine i cannot fathom and i feel for these people cuz they are my people that can i be in contact with and i would love to know like what's going on on you know on the ground like we have to figure it out for crying out loud, like we pay for water, like the thing that come from the yeah. sky, like lakes, the you know? God given like, things, like like, like freshwater lakes and and rivers and the, whatever they are called. Like God just put them on the earth for us to to, to have our bounty. To drink. Like <laughs> hello, like this is the same water that we was using to cook the masses' food. This is the same water that we washing the masses' kids behind. This is the same. Water that we used to grow his seed. This is the same water that we used to clean his clothes. Same water that we used to feed the livestock. Like, and yet we're privy to the starvation. They didn't ask for this. Like, and here they it's are. Ridiculous. Just... You know, it's so funny that we're talking about Chicago and like we mentioned Flint because now it's making me remember that I went to SOB's earlier when I did the trap karaoke, which <laughs> we'll probably do like we'll probably do like a bring back that videos of what were you doing type foolishness mm. and I'll show a little snippet of myself. How do we not post that? We'll I definitely post said to we post said. it. Anyway. And I definitely <laughs> did not post it on purpose. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um while I was there on the line, it was July fourth weekend and there were people from Flint on the line behind me and they were so dope. Like we just all started talking uh-huh. and they were like, Yeah, so this is what we do. They have to have lines where you have to go pick up your crates of water. And then that's your water supply. Like, and you use that in your house. And you use it for everything. And you don't that sound like third world country? Like you go outside, you go to, you go bring your bassinet, and then you go all the way to three miles, and then you come, then you come back to yard, and you you use the same water to wash piece by piece. Exactly, that's exactly what that sounds like. Come on, excuse son. me. And these people are in Michigan. One of the 50 states of the United States of the America. How divided do we sound? Detroit. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But man, no, 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 you're right, you're right. You no, know? I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, they are in one of the 50 states of this United States of America, but yet. we First world. Like, quote first unquote. world. Like, we supposed to be the superpowers, and yet we ain't got no super water. You like, understand. You, you understand? <laughs> like. <laughs> Come on now. First world problems, Chance the Rapper. Back to new, the new music, new from, music the from the previous, previous week. You know, like, it's crazy. Disgusting. How can we even put this on solid foundation? I'm going to need y'all to give my people water. Honestly, I think we should figure out, and I know we got so much things to do, but just like we have compiled the list just by having episodes of like places that do not have water and people that do have do not have water. Puerto Rico, okay? Like they don't have, they just had... Um, they were just devastated by the hurricanes, and they are a part of the United States of America. America. If you did and, not know, Mister Forty Five, and what's going on with their water? What's going on with their resources? What's going on with their plumbing? What's going on with their electricity? You understand? And so I feel like we need to, as the takeover, people that are invested in having these conversations, just as powered up as we get, we need to figure out a way to help people because yeah. it's like 
these I saw this like twelve year old and she had like um raised enough money to buy like uh what you call it those packs of like twenty four forty eight um, um bottles, bottles of water. water and like something has to happen. Now I'm not saying that's not a that's a quick fix. That's a band aid that yeah. is not gonna help in the long run. Yeah. But we need to figure out a way as a takeover Something to figure it out. We have to figure it out and we have to help out because if we can't just be powered up in a studio and not figure out a way to have people that listen to us figure it out oh, as well. Yeah. So I know and we got the government. Some, yeah, I know we got some listeners that have connections to Chicago, have connections to Michigan, and have connections to Puerto Rico. And if you know of anywhere else, just like put us on because if that means that we're compiling a list, if that means that we're putting something aside, if that means that, you know, we're trying to make connections out there to, you know, build up businesses out there that need help in this time by, like, showing them some love on the show, like, let us know. Like, that's what I'm thinking of, like, right. off the top. But, yeah. Which and, goes, um, government, yeah. just get these people clean friggin' water. Like, like, know your priorities, like, and you have so many people working in the in the White House, but yeah, I'm literally only hearing about a couple of them every day. Like the same three, same four. Like, do you not have a cabinet, Sir Trump, that's supposed to be working on this? Don't you have like a chief of this and a head of this and a thing of that? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, where is that at? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. We got to put ourselves on some better footing right now. So we just got to nice and sum, it, and sum this up with some lighthearted the world is in need of. Yeah. Um, Kristen, what is the world is in need of? Because other than water, obviously, because <laughs> apparently we're lacking that, although Ooh. it's everywhere and it's supposed to be. The world has water, has water. You understand? You know, yeah. But, but apparently whatever. some people don't. You know? Yeah. Or maybe we're not a part of the world. Maybe that's what it is. I'm confused. Disposable like, population. Like, come on, right? Man. Okay. What are, um, What are we in need of right now? Um, we're in need of uh, Tiana Taylor, who's gonna be True. on Hit the Floor on VH1. Haven't watched that show for so long. I think I like skip a couple seasons, and I'm thinking, should I go back and watch the seasons, or should I just wait just till Tiana comes? Okay, good. Uh, but like, what if I'm backed up? Like, what if I don't get it? I feel like that show isn't one of those shows where like you truly need to know. I feel like they uh-huh. give like enough like recap oh they do give that recap in the beginning they give the recap in the beginning they also like the way they write their storyline is like they sort of like tell on themselves from the storyline before Mm -hmm. and if anything like doing some binging on the side or like some read i can't binge no more so then recap lord god i can't binge no more just read some recap recap somewhere but all right i'm hype yo tiana was flourishing this week man just say she met the one the only only miss Janet janet jackson jackson the um, the world is also in need of Kid Fury, who is going to be on Dare White People. I mean, like, bomb on the read, bomb, uh, uh Trilloween is, Trilloween, is bomb, like, up, bomb like, at everything, but, like, literally, I, Dare White People, well, you know, I'm a little hesitant, but, like, people like Kid Fury, I feel like he's not going to be on it if it's full of trash, you understand? Right. He or, chooses, he's right. a selector. Okay, it's, <laughs> I feel like something is popping off, right. so I have to see it. Just because it's only one season on Netflix, I will go and watch that. Um, but I'm not going back to hit the floor. I'm definitely not. Yeah. Um, and the world is in need of Love and Hip Hop, which is on yes. tonight. Yes. Love and Hip Hop, yes. the original. Yes, yes. It don't yes. even got a city on it, but it's New York City. You Hashtag only in NYC. That's where we are. Huh. Started. So, yeah. You said that you saw Safari? 
Yeah, I did see Safari on one of the promos mm-hmm. videos and some girl named Dream Doll. Yeah, I looked she was her really up. pretty. I looked her up. I looked her at her Instagram and it looked like one of them promo Instagrams. I'm not gonna hold you. She probably oh. bombed. <laughs> she probably bombed. But I was like, oh, okay. So I know how they found you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that are, is how they find them. Yeah, I think. the original like, Dream Doll. Like, yes, my girl. People out here flourishing off of Instagram. So that's you know, a shout out to her. There's another dude that um I met by chance that you're probably gonna meet because he's a circles that we're in his name is jacque apparently he's also oh, on the show like I've heard yeah name. he's from like uptown okay. um so he does like r&b music and stuff like that oh i definitely heard this yeah, boy name. yeah no okay. that no Jacquees i'm Jacquees, yeah never Jacquees, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoops yeah, yeah but he's supposed to be on it so i'm just ready to see all the you know the instagram people making money on this show because cardi just came and showed us that kill them done. off okay the blueprint okay. cardi the blueprint cardi the blueprint shout outs to her ring because that was beautiful shout outs to her cover on the rolling stone like She's okay i'm goals. sorry like we talk about cardi b like every episode but honestly cardi b is everything i think i think like how the read has beyonce the takeover might just I'm have crying. rihanna and cardi Re- oh King Ree, okay? Rihanna. Never done. Never stop. She's going to be our Women Crush Wednesday tomorrow, just letting y'all know. I'm That's just it. just going to tell y'all from now, because have you seen Vogue Arabia? Have you seen the king? Right. <laughs> Take me to, to the, the king. king. <laughs> Listen, we out. We got to go, y'all. You are now tuning, tuning out, out of The Takeover, Takeover with, with Kristen and Christine. Bye, y'all. Oh, that was...